Hello, my name's Laura and this is German Grammar Pod. Today's podcast is about reflexive verbs and it complements the podcast about reflexive pronouns. To understand this podcast, you're going to need to know about cases, in particular the accusative and the dative case. And you're also going to have to know about reflexive pronouns. If you don't already have a fair idea what those are, I suggest that you listen to my podcasts on reflexive pronouns and the ones on the accusative and the dative, and maybe also my podcast on the nominative before you continue with this podcast. So, beginners and intermediate learners, while you were listening to my previous podcast, you may well have been thinking to yourselves, why all this fuss about reflexive pronouns? Surely there aren't that many reflexive verbs, that is, verbs where the object is the same as the subject, such as he hurts himself. Well, in English that's true, but German uses a lot of reflexive verbs that in English aren't reflexive at all, so it's well worth learning this form. Quite often, German uses reflexive verbs because it needs to specify an object that the verb's being done to, whereas English is happy not to. So, in English you can just say, it moved, but in German you can't leave it there. You have to specify not only who's doing the moving, but also what's being moved. If you don't, you get a sentence as nonsensical as I tried on is in English. You have to specify what's being tried on. For instance, I tried on some shoes. The German equivalent of just saying it moved is to use a reflexive verb and say it moved itself. Es hat sich bewegt. If I were translating that sentence back into English though, I wouldn't include the itself. I'd just translate it into what we'd normally say in English. It moved. There are a lot of verbs like that in German, as it's much rarer for a German verb not to need some sort of object than it is for an English one. So in German it's Ich bewege mich, I'm moving, in the sense of moving your body, not moving house, which is a different verb completely. Ich rasiere mich, I'm shaving. Ich wasche mich, I'm washing. Ich ziehe mich an, I'm getting dressed. Ich bade mich, I'm bathing or I'm having a bath. Ich dusche mich, I'm showering. Ich erhole mich, I'm recovering. Ich erkälte mich, I'm catching a cold or I'm getting a cold. Some of those verbs have to be reflexive because you can't do them to someone else. But not all of them do. For instance, you can wash, shave, give a bath to or shower other people. If you were to do any of those things to someone else, then you wouldn't use a reflexive pronoun. You'd just use a normal pronoun or noun to say who you were doing it to. For instance, instead of er rasiert sich, he's shaving, or Markus rasiert sich, Marcus is shaving, you would say ich rasiere ihn. I'm shaving him. Or, if one man were shaving another, you might say, er rasiert ihn, he's shaving him. Or, Markus rasiert Sven, Marcus is shaving Sven. Notice that er rasiert ihn means he's shaving him, whereas er rasiert sich just means he's shaving. Literally, he's shaving himself. German does another interesting thing with these sorts of verbs of personal care that English doesn't do. 
There is a third way between doing something to yourself and doing something to someone else, and that's doing something to part of your body. For instance, washing your hands, brushing your teeth, or brushing your hair. English uses sentences like, I clean my teeth, you brush your hair, to express this. German can also follow this pattern, but it doesn't have to. In German, there's also another way to express this, and it's good for intermediate and advanced learners to use this in exams, just to prove you know how to do it. That other way works like this. Ich wasche mir die Hände. Literally, I wash myself the hands. Du bürstest dir die Haare. Literally, you brush yourself the hairs. Er putzt sich die Zähne. Literally, he cleans himself the teeth. Sie rasiert sich die Beine. Literally, she shaves herself the legs. Notice that when we were previously talking about doing something to our whole selves, the reflexive pronoun was in the accusative. For instance, ich wasche mich. But when we do it to a part of ourselves, the reflexive pronoun is in the dative and the body part we're taking care of is in the accusative instead. For instance, ich wasche mir die Hände. In German, it's just as normal to talk about body parts in this way as it is to use possessive pronouns. That's words like my or your or his. In fact, German likes to talk about body parts this way, even when there's no reflexive pronoun. So, for instance, you can also say, Seine Mutter wäscht ihm die Haare. His mother washes his hair. Literally, his mother washes him the hairs, which works the same way as, Er wäscht sich die Haare. He washes his hair. Literally, he washes himself the hairs. Intermediate learners might also like to note that whereas English talks about someone's hair, German much more logically talks about their hairs, plural. By the way, you can also do the same thing with sich anziehen, to get dressed. If instead of using it with an accusative reflexive pronoun, you use it with a dative one, plus a piece of clothing in the accusative, you go from ich ziehe mich an, I get dressed, to ich ziehe mir ein Kleid an, I put a dress on. Another place where German uses reflexive verbs that English doesn't is that German sometimes uses the reflexive form to express feelings that English expresses with an I am plus a past participle. For instance, I am pleased. To my knowledge, these verbs all take an accusative reflexive pronoun. Here are the ones I think are most useful. Ich freue mich. I'm pleased. Ich interessiere mich für etwas. I'm interested in something. Ich schäme mich für etwas. I'm ashamed of something. Or, I'm embarrassed by something. Ich wundere mich über etwas. I'm amazed at something. Ich langweile mich. I'm bored. Ich eigne mich für etwas. I'm suitable for something. Be careful though. You can't do this with all verbs. For instance, I'm tired is simply Ich bin müde. While we're on this set of verbs, I wanted particularly to look at sich freuen. This can have two meanings, depending on which preposition you use it with. If you use the phrase on its own, it means to be pleased. Likewise, if you use it with über, for instance, ich freue mich über das Resultat, it means to be pleased or glad about something. I'm pleased about the result. If you use it with auf, though, 
it means you're looking forward to something. For instance, ich freue mich auf deinen Besuch. I'm looking forward to your visit. I find this verb very useful and I recommend that intermediate learners make an effort to learn its two uses. There are also some verbs where I can't see any particular logic about why they're reflexive. They just are and you have to use them like that. Otherwise your sentence won't make sense. For instance, ich bemühe mich. I make an effort. With other verbs, there's a different meaning depending on whether you use them reflexively or not. And this can go a little bit beyond whether the action is being done to yourself or someone else. For instance, ich erinnere mich. I remember. Ich erinnere ihn. I remind him. Ich bade mich. I take a bath. Ich bade. I go swimming. Ich setze mich hin. I sit down. Ich setze es hin. I put it down. Other reflexive verbs that take the accusative that I think are particularly useful are Ich gewöhne mich an etwas. I get used to something. Ich befinde mich. I'm located. Ich ärgere mich. I get angry. Ich entscheide mich. I make up my mind. Ich konzentriere mich auf etwas. I concentrate on something. Another interesting and important reflexive verb is sich vorstellen. This changes its meaning depending on whether you use it with a dative or accusative reflexive pronoun. With the accusative, it means to introduce yourself. Du stellst dich jemandem vor. You introduce yourself to somebody. But if you use it with the dative, it means to imagine. Du stellst dir etwas vor. You imagine something. This brings me on to the dative. Now, any verb which can take a dative object can be used reflexively with a dative reflexive pronoun. Verbs which can take a dative object are ones which you can use with dir or mir. Typically, the dative object is used to give a sense of something being done to or for someone. For instance, Du hast dir einen Schokoriegel gekauft. You bought a chocolate bar for yourself. Or, ich habe mir Zeit gegeben. I gave myself time. However, these verbs don't have to be reflexive. Making them reflexive is simply an option. You could have given someone else time or bought the chocolate bar for someone else. In fact, a lot of the time you don't need to specify who you're doing the thing for at all. So, although these verbs can be used reflexively, unlike some of the accusative verbs, using the verb reflexively is simply an extra option. And unlike verbs which have to be reflexive, or which have a different meaning when used reflexively, these verbs don't generally appear in the dictionary with a sich in front of them. There are a few exceptions to this, where using the verb reflexively has a stronger impact on its meaning than just expressing that the verb is being done to or for yourself. Perhaps the biggest one is the one I've already mentioned, sich vorstellen, where if you use it with a dative reflexive pronoun, it means to imagine rather than to introduce yourself like it means if you use it with an accusative reflexive pronoun. Ich stelle es mir vor, I imagine it, as opposed to ich stelle mich vor, I introduce myself. The next important reflexive verb that takes the dative is sich leisten, to afford. For instance, ich kann mir ein neues Kleid leisten, I can afford a new dress, or du kannst es dir leisten, you can afford it.
intermediate learners, you might want to memorize the phrase, ich kann es mir leisten, I can afford it. The reason to memorize this particular phrase is that it breaks my rule of thumb that the reflexive pronoun should come straight after the verb. It follows the full and correct word order that I laid out for advanced learners in my podcasts on reflexive pronouns and word order, but it breaks the easier rule of thumb I suggested for beginners and intermediate learners. I think, ich kann es mir leisten, I can afford it, is the sentence intermediate learners are most likely to say which breaks my rule of thumb. I therefore recommend memorising it. Who knows, it might even pop into your head next time you're trying to deal with a dative reflexive pronoun in a sentence which also has an accusative pronoun, so you'll be able to use it as a model to get that right too. Anyhow, moving along, the next important reflexive verb with a dative reflexive pronoun is sich leihen. This means to borrow. Ich leihe mir das Buch. I borrow the book. Those of you with more advanced German will recognise that leihen is the verb to lend. So the German for to borrow is literally to lend something to yourself. The final reflexive verb which takes the dative that I wanted to talk about is sich wünschen. Without the reflexive pronoun, wünschen simply means to wish. But if you want to specify your wishing for something, you have to use a dative reflexive pronoun. For example, ich wünsche mir ein Pferd. I wish for a horse. Literally, I wish myself a horse. There are plenty more reflexive verbs than the ones I've just mentioned. And beginners and intermediate learners, I'm not suggesting that you should try and memorise all the verbs I've mentioned in this podcast. I just wanted to talk you through the ones I think of as most important, to give you a feel for what's out there. What is important is to recognise how German does reflexive verbs and why they're more frequent in German than they are in English. So, to summarise, German has a lot more reflexive verbs than English, partly because a lot more German verbs than English ones need an object. A fair number of these reflexive verbs refer to personal care. Washing, having a shower, shaving, etc. These personal care verbs take an accusative reflexive pronoun when talking about doing the action to the whole of a person. But a dative reflexive pronoun, plus the name of a body part in the accusative, when doing the actions to only part of the body. For instance, ich wasche mich, I'm washing, versus ich wasche mir die Hände, I'm washing my hands. Except for this body part related exception, most German reflexive verbs take an accusative reflexive pronoun. So if you have to guess the reflexive pronoun's case, guess accusative. The exception to this are verbs which can be used with a dative object in general, all of which can be used reflexively. For instance, ich kaufe mir etwas, I buy myself something, and the verbs sich leisten, to afford, sich leihen, to borrow, sich wünschen, to wish for, and sich vorstellen, to imagine, all of which are used with a dative reflexive pronoun. Of these, sich vorstellen is a highly unusual reflexive verb, as it has a different meaning depending on the case of the reflexive pronoun you use it with. Whereas sich vorstellen means to imagine when the reflexive pronoun is a dative, when the reflexive pronoun is an accusative, it means to introduce yourself. Well, that's it for today. There's a transcript of this and all my other podcasts, as well as relevant grammar tables, on my website, sites.google.com slash site slash German Grammar Pod.
I also have a blog where you can add comments, which is at germangrammarpod.blogspot.com. Alternatively, if you want to contact me directly, you can email me at germangrammarpod at yahoo.co.uk. As usual, I'd like to say a big thank you to Martin Krauss, who proofreads my podcast for me with a native speaker eye. My next podcast is going to be about reciprocal verbs and the word einander, each other, which is a useful supplement to what I've said here in this podcast. So until then, it just remains for me to say goodbye and thanks for listening. <laughs>